Angels are the supernatural spiritual beings that have captured perhaps the very most attention amongst theistic religions and spiritual communities across the globe. Traditionally, they're considered to be intermediaries between God and people. They're also traditionally seen as spiritual protectors, also as guides for people. Okay, so let's just get this out of the way. Ready? Angels. Yes, they do exist. But the story of what and who they are is different to and is more complex, shall we say, than the standard narrative. When it comes to discourse about angels, something that's challenging is that people use this word, angel, to represent all kinds of beings. For example, a person who is Christian might use this word to describe the specific spiritual beings that were said to be created by God and to serve his purposes, but specifically the ones that are named in the Bible. A person who is Muslim might use this word to represent beings created from light. A person in the New Age spiritual circles might use this word to represent something like celestial spirit guides. So let's start off by defining what an angel actually is. An angel is a being that was created to hold an intermediary point of perspective between source perspective and temporal perspective. As they're in between the physical and non-physical points of perspective, they hold a very unique perspective, one that's able to align both temporal perspective and non-temporal perspective. They are, in essence, the keepers of alignment. This is why the mission of angels so often revolves around keeping a temporal being, such as a human, in alignment with the bigger picture of the purpose of their life here on Earth. Angels know a being's intention for their life, as well as their desires, as well as their path of expansion. And they influence a temporal being's life into alignment with those very things. Angels are one type of spirit guide. Some angels, including the archangels that so many people are familiar with, are guides for humanity itself. Rather than being there for specific individuals, some of them have been focused on humanity since the dawn of humanity, and each has a very specific way that they serve the human race, assisting the human race to stay in alignment with the very original intention that they had for their existence, the collective desires and also the collective expansion path for humanity itself. The thing is, the form that angels take is variable according to who they are interacting with. They appear in whatever way gets the message across and is likely to be met with the least resistance in the being that they are interacting with. This means that they are likely to appear in a different way to a holy man who's on a spiritual quest in the mid-fourth century Rome than they are to a native who's foraging in the Amazon rainforest then they will appear to a person who's sitting in a random hospital in America in the year 2023, right? Um, but let me give you some examples of the way that they might show up. They might appear as winged people. They might appear as beings of light. They may appear as orbs. They may appear as deceased loved ones, just to give you some examples. Angels are not actually humanoids with wings. They are much less human than that. They simply chose to project themselves as that image or associate themselves with that appearance because it held special meaning for people, which is the whole reason they appear in whatever way they appear to whoever they appear to. For many reasons you can probably ascertain without my explanation, when you're interacting with humans, it usually works better to assume the image of something human. So you might be asking, why would they appear as a humanoid being with wings? 
Well, it just so happens that way back in history, many people associated God and heaven with being up and with being above. <laughs> and what was up and above? The answer is the sky. The only beings that people would have seen that could reach the sky were birds. Birds have wings. Because of this, wings were associated with God and with the heavens, and therefore divine power. People envied what could fly. They believed that if a person did what was right and what was virtuous in this life, living essentially an ascetic existence, they would be given wings, which would allow them to soar to heaven. Because of this, wings were seen as what allowed a person to ascend to the heavens, to everything that was better, to everything that was more, to everything that was good and right and powerful. They were symbols that someone had gained eternal life and with that supernatural powers. They had reached heaven, they had reached the perfect state of being that everyone in that time aspired to. And just so you know, this was only further enhanced in the days where messages were sent over long distances in human society via birds such as carrier pigeons. Wings became symbols of messages from afar. So given all of this, the image of a celestial looking person with wings was a very effective and symbolic way of communicating to the people back then that they were what they were. An intermediary between the temporal world and the non-temporal plane of existence, what the people at that time called God. And that they were also a messenger and a guide. Some angels are, and some angels are not able to take physical form. Those who do live in an embodied form of life are called earth angels. When this happens, they bring their multidimensional awareness into this physical life, and they do the same thing for other living beings as any other angel experiencing a non-physical existence would be doing. As a consciousness, and as a group, and as individuals, angels have a hell of a lot of energy. They're being fed with energy directly from universal source consciousness, and also by the collective consciousness of temporal beings, including humanity. This keeps them very active and very alive. Angels do not control what happens on this earthly plane, though. They're not playing people, places, and things like chess pieces. They're instead participating in this consensus reality, just like we are, but from a completely different point of perspective. Now, the reason that to us it seems like angels have so much more power than we have is because they hold a perspective which, depending on the angel, can accommodate anywhere from 5th to 11th dimensional awareness. Their perspective is not limited to the four dimensions where a person is typically focused. What does this mean? Okay, so this means that they can conceptualize and perceive anywhere from the multitude of potential life paths and timelines that could branch out from any given moment in this universe, all the way to being able to conceptualize and perceive of all possible branches for all possible timelines of all the possible universes and anything in between. Angels are learning and gaining expansion from us, just as we are learning and gaining expansion from them. They are able to affect perception. They're also able to influence things like events. This is why it is better to think of them as guides. Just like any other guides, they don't make decisions for you, and they don't act out your life for you. You're not like a marionette doll that's on their strings. They don't seek to make you dependent on them. They seek to empower you towards being able to achieve and maintain a state of alignment 
And this means they work with your free will. They want you to find a sense of self that's in alignment. They don't want you to be governed externally. Most people are completely unaware of angels, but when you are aware of angels, you're essentially more open to their influence and to the messages that they have for you. And the thing is, is that angels don't just communicate through words. In fact, outside of dream space or outside of body work, very few people have multidimensional perception enough to visually see them, much less to convert their messages into verbal messages. They mostly communicate through what people call signs. Let's give you an example of that. Okay, so things like certain numbers appearing and reappearing over and over again, or songs with specific lyrics that apply directly to whatever you're experiencing, or rainbows, or people that you randomly meet, or ringing in the ears, or synchronicities, etc. At one time in history, angels were much more interested in visually appearing and in communicating, i.e. talking directly to people, but that's actually changed. Many of the people nowadays and recently who wish to see them and wish to talk to them have a resistance to their temporal life, and they use spirituality as an escape from their temporal life. Many of them also have a lot of trauma involving other people in relationships, and so the reason they really want to see and talk to angels or other spirit guides is because they're in resistance to building relationships with other incarnated people here on Earth. As you can imagine, this makes seeing and talking to angels against their best interests and out of alignment. And so angels are in fact appearing less and less to people. At this point in time, the best way to develop a relationship with angels is to operate in your life with the knowledge that the greater universe is always trying to communicate with you and show you the way. Therefore, what you wanna do is keep yourself in an open and ready state of listening, of watching, of smelling, tasting, intuiting, and feeling. Or whatever might come. The guidance and influence of angels does not have to be seen or heard or felt in order for it to be happening. It is happening all the time beyond most people's notice. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe to my channel, and consider sharing this video with your friends. You can also click on the bell icon to be notified of the next time that I post a video. I want to thank you personally for the bravery that you have to step into awareness. I'll see you in the next video.